You're listening to a Sharesies podcast. And go back to you, Vic, and, and talk about what you look at when you first get an earnings result. Can you unpack some of the key financial metrics that they do report? I'm talking revenue, NPAT, EBITDA. What are these things and, and which ones do you look at most or first? Yeah, well, the key thing is to look at is and I've had to learn this over the years, it's it's kind of, it's all about what they don't say, really. Uh, well, well, most of it is. And it's because they are wanting to highlight the, the, you know, the best parts of their business or the parts that have done well. So if you know a company has three divisions and two of them, um, it's really highlighting the growth of those two divisions, revenue, earnings, whatever it be, and it's not highlighting the third one, that's the kind, that's the one that I want to be looking at. Okay, well, what happened to that one? Um, and it's just kind of looking at, um, also looking at the comparable period, the, the previous um, comparable period. So in COVID, like every, a lot of companies had um, huge impacts on their earnings negatively and their revenue. So then the following year looked really, really good if you just looked at that year in isolation because the growth rates were, you know, 100, 200, 300%, but you're coming off such a low base. So it's really, really important to look at, um, you know, kind of what happened in that period that you're comparing that growth to. But growth rates are definitely one um, one kind of metric that I'll look at um, across revenue, across um, earnings, across NPAT, um, EPS, which is earnings per share as well, is really important. Um, dividends are also key. A lot of companies cut dividends during COVID to keep the cash uh, in, their, in their back pockets. Um, and now some of them are slowly starting to you know, reinstate them or, or start to you know, start them again and, and start paying dividends to shareholders. Uh, if a company cuts a dividend, that's that's not a very good sign. Um, and yeah, but it's all kind of around um, that guidance as well, the outlook commentary, because you can, um, you yeah, you've got, you've got to look at it with the kind of um, look at it with um, a bit of skepticism because a lot of companies will kind of talk up their own their own business um so uh, yeah but the, the the commentary around the the outlook statement um but if there was one <laughs> if you had literally 30 seconds and could look at uh, one one key metric from a company it would be i would skip right to the end and look at the look at the guidance or the or the trading update which um because that's going to give you a, a good idea of kind of what the future holds for the business Stuart almost looked like you wanted to jump in there. Depending on the company, actually, you know, if it's a pretty stable company, then, you know, the guidance is, yeah, is the dividend okay? Mm. But if you're going into that, because you're going into reporting season with an idea about what might happen, and if you're worried they're going to disappoint, um, I just read the last line, um, the outlook statement. That's good. Okay, so so if you if you really have to skip to the end, see what they're saying about the future, yeah. because that's sort of more relevant about where your asset's going to go versus what's happened in the and past. And it's all about what the market is expecting as well. Um, you know, if the market is expecting twenty percent growth and they deliver. 10% growth, you might be sitting there going, oh, awesome, 10% is great. But then you're like, why is the share price down? Because they grew by 10%, so shouldn't that mean the share price is up? But if the market's expecting 20%, then that's actually a downgrade or it's not as good as as, as what um, investors had thought. So that's that's going to be kind of the confusing thing for um, people that are new to investing or, or kind of beginner investors is, but the, the earnings have gone up, but the share price has gone down. So it's like... Why do investors and businesses talk so much about underlying earnings or EBITDA versus just sort of profit, which is sort of the cold hard cash you get to take home at the end of the day? 
Yeah, I guess it kind of comes back to what Stu was saying before about cash and, you know, cash being king and, and being really important. And EBITDA is earnings before interest, tax, depreciation and amortization. Uh, we love jargons in the finance industry. EBITDA, even though it's not cash, it's, it is a very good metric to um, – to, to see how operationally the business is doing, you know, how, how, how much earnings they're generating just from the, from operating. Because the frustrating thing with accounting um, and a lot of these financial metrics is that, is that they can be modified or kind of tampered with or, again, you can still kind of manipulate it. So if you're comparing EBITDA of one firm to EBITDA of another, um, you really kind of have to look at, um, you know, is that the most appropriate metric or is, is it EBIT, which is just earnings before interest and tax? Um, or, um, you know, so you're, you're kind of looking at, you know, it d- depends what industry the company is in. Um, if they've got really high depreciation and amortization charges, um, you know, then maybe maybe EBITDA is, is appropriate. It is really important to look at multiple different financial metrics to kind of get a whole lay of the land. <laughs> 